Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone sitting with you on a rainy screened porch. Of course, it's not raining on the porch, but it's wonderful to hear the drizzle out there. Do you hear it? I hope it's not going to bother you, but I'm going to stick with it, and I hope you will stick with me. It's kind of a joy to hear rain now, even though it's February and I wish it were snow, but it kind of makes me think of the coming spring that's soon to be here. New beginnings, always a beautiful thing. It occurs to me I should run out there and collect some of that rainwater coming through the gutters because I need some for my indoor plants for the nitrogen boost. We spoke about that a long time ago in episode four, how water rejuvenates our plants. Anyway, it was such fun to hear from those of you that reached out about nature's inspiration in the Book of Hope that we spoke about last time. Morris wrote, an amazing book, an amazing human being. Judy said, Jane Goodall is such an inspiration, and she sure is. I finished the book over the weekend, which filled me with even more inspiration. I don't want to spill the beans about what Jane Goodall said would be her next adventure, one that we all will have someday, and she approaches it with such intrigue, sharing her comforting beliefs, though not imposing them on anyone. Indeed, a remarkable woman. As you would have guessed, since the book was published in 2021, it was written during the pandemic. And the last interview with the co-author, Douglas Abrams, couldn't take place in person. Instead, the discussion was held virtually from Jane Goodall's family home in England. I adore when Jane used her computer during the video chat to show Douglas Abrams her beloved beach, which inspired the story we'll share today about beloved beech trees. I've always adored them. And I think you will too. And it starts like this. Hello, fellow readers and listeners. One of the gems that jumped out from the Book of Hope we chatted about last week is Jane Goodall's closest childhood friend named Beach, a beech tree she asked her grandmother to pass on to her in a handwritten will. You see, I have a Mr. Beach too. Although I don't climb mine as Jane used to do at her family home in England, She now sits below him, he's much bigger now, and enjoys a sandwich, she said. It occurs to me beech trees are not often planted as landscape trees, and I wonder why. Beech trees are a host to a hundred species of butterflies and moths. Their high-protein seeds, protected by prickly three-winged beech nuts, are essential food for the black bear, turkey, rodents, raccoons, and deer, though the tree themselves are deer-resistant. By the way, I had four deer this morning munching below my beech tree, and uh, I think they were eating the three-winged beech nuts. I didn't chase them away either. They looked hungry. They are one of the few trees that can thrive in the deep shade of the forest. It's true, it's a stunning sight to see a grove of trees in the woodland, especially in the winter when they're holding on to their tawny tan leaves. Or a beech tree can serve as a specimen lawn tree where space allows. American beech... Fagus grandifolia is native from New Brunswick to Ontario, Canada, and south to Florida and Texas. 
and grows to about 50 to 70 feet, although I've heard about ones that are 100 feet and they're almost equal in spread, so they can be very large trees that you have to consider when you find a spot to grow them. They prefer moist, well-drained acidic soil, which is basically pH 5 to 6.5, and they can live in zones 3 to 9, so there you go, they can live in many places. By the way, beech trees have adorable flowers that look kind of spider-like after the leaves emerge in mid to late spring, and squirrels seem to like them too in their mysterious behavior of chewing off tree tips, which I shared in episode 15, Litter of Tree Tips, Mother's Day History and Traditions. That's a really fun story. I hope you'll tune into that again, episode 15, Litter of Tree Tips. I adore waking and admiring to Mr. Beach just beyond the bedroom window. Wintertime is a favorite time, watching how he holds on to dry and tawny brown leaves that rustle in the wind. It's nature's way to protect the buds until the new leaves emerge. His trunk has fissures now, but young native beech trees sport smooth, silvery gray bark. Did you know bark works much like our skin, keeping innards intact and protected? And it exfoliates, making room for new skin as we grow. Some trees, like beech, shed their skin quickly, while others, like pine, do so slowly, causing the outer layer of their skin, their bark, to grow thick and crack. But the inner layer of the bark is smooth, fitting the trunk's width. The older the tree, the deeper the cracks. Sound familiar? <laughs> American beech bark begins to wrinkle too, starting from the bottom up when it reaches middle age which is at about 150 to 200 years old. That's middle age, can you believe it? And their fizzard bark makes a nifty spot to attract moss, which offers another layer of protection. They can live to 400 years with a beefy three-foot-wide trunk. My Mr. Beach trunk is almost two feet wide, with branching spanning almost the width of the house, shading it in the heat of the summer. And boy, do I count on that, because I do not have central air, so the shade is very welcome here. Much is said about beech being finicky to transplant, though my favorite nurseryman, Ben Jansen, disagrees. Like any tree, planting them when they're dormant is best to lessen transplant shock. So there you go, we don't need to worry about transplanting them. I came upon a University of Massachusetts fact sheet, dated 2019, that says beech bark disease has killed millions of American beech trees throughout New England. It's caused by a scale insect that came from overseas on nursery stock. It combines with a native fungus to cause the disease. But Ben said, it's not an issue here. So that actually kind of threw me into a worrywart mode, I have to say. While walking with Jolie, I took photos of the smooth beech bark on young trees along the road, which you can see on the Garden Dilemmas website, as you would expect. And then I visited Mr. Beach, somewhat hesitantly, not wishing to find disease symptoms. Happily, his bark has ridges filled with moss running horizontally all along the trunk, just as a healthy old tree should be. I'm guessing after doing the research on beech trees that my Mr. Birch must be well over 200 years old, I'm thinking, since again, the ridges are all the way to the top of his canopy, you know, to the base of the canopy. So there you go. He's an old, old boy and so beautiful. Do we hesitate to plant glorious native trees due to the fear of disease? Or do we grow them in the right cultural environment and forego chemical lawn treatments, keeping the faith that nature's resilience will protect them? I thought so. Jane Goodall would be proud. 
garden dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com. Again, in the philosophy of plants grown with the right environment in the right place, of course, right amount of food, sunlight, and whatnot, and not messing with them, they should do well fighting off disease. It's just the nature of the beast, the nature of us too, to keep our immune system strong in order to prevent disease. A very important thing. Jane's beach tree is likely a European beach. Fagus sylvatica, which is an equally beautiful tree, and actually can tolerate more compacted soil than the American beech tree can, so it's more fitting for parks and things where there's a lot of foot traffic. And they're a tad smaller as well. Interestingly, there's many cultivars of the European beech to choose from, but there's only the straight species of the American beech, which is interesting, isn't it? There's a conclusion at the end of the Book of Hope, a message of hope from Jane with a reflection on the havoc and the heroes of the pandemic. Jane also shares the positive things that have emerged, how technology allows us to connect virtually, though we surely miss the in-person hugs and being together. But she's been able to spread the love and wisdom to so many more because of all the video conferencing she's been able to do instead of jumping on planes. She also mentioned a couple of other good things that bring such a smile. One of them was a famous orchestra performing to an audience of plants. Of course, I had to Google it, and I found the YouTube video, which I will put a link on in the show notes. And then she mentioned penguins from a zoo that were allowed to wander freely through an art gallery. So I'll put the link in show notes as well. Such fun to watch. Yes, indeed, the Book of Hope gives me hope. And I hope it inspires you, too. Thank you, Jane Goodall and Douglas Abrams, for sharing your inspiration. And thank you, kind listeners, for sharing this time together. I sure have enjoyed it, and I hope you have, too. And if so, please share with your friends that you think may enjoy it as well so more can join our community of learning and growing in this garden of life. Meanwhile, I hope you plant a Mr. Beach of your own or marvel over them when you see them in the forest. Maybe even give them a hug or two. No kidding, it feels good. You should give it a try. So thank you again. I look forward to our next time we chat from the screen porch. Have a great day filled with hope. Thanks so much. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.